Blue is the Warmest Colour premiered at the 66th Cannes Film Festival on May the 23rd, 2013. An exacting, sometimes exhausting, but always sincere depiction of the love story between two young women. It excited conversation along the Quasette, the way few films had done in recent memory. Three days later, the Cannes jury, headed by Steven Spielberg, made history by awarding the Palme d'Or to not just the film's director, Abdelatif Kashish, but extended that citation to the two lead actresses, Adèle Exarchopoulos and Léa Seydoux. Well, the jury has taken eh bien, the exceptional step le jury a pris la mesure exceptionnelle de reconnaître les réalisations de trois artistes dans le choix de la Palme d'Or. Il s'agit de Adèle, Léa et Abdelatif Kechiche. To say that this unprecedented decision caused a surprise is an understatement. It effectively declared the actresses were as much the creators of the film as the director. Here is Spielberg explaining the jury's decision at the festival's closing press conference. The fact that it's a great love story uh, that made all of us feel like we were privileged, not embarrassed to be flies on the wall, but privileged to be, have been invited to see uh, this, this story of deep love and, and deep heartbreak. And, and we were absolutely uh, spellbound by the brilliance of the performances of those two amazing young actresses. And we just all found that it was a profound love story. The story, very loosely adapted from Julie Moreau's graphic novel, takes place over the six years in the life of Adele, played by Exarchopoulos. She goes from being a somewhat hesitant adolescent to a more aware, but only slightly more assured adult. Along the way, recognising that while sexuality is integral to identity, in the end, it is just part of it. While Adele is still a teenager and dating Tomas, a boy a year ahead of her in school, she encounters and falls in love with Emma, a fourth-year fine arts college student, played by Seydoux. While there are a host of other issues at play, class, ethnicity, education and body image to name but four, at first all the critics could focus on was the explicit nature of the love scenes. That so many people fixated on those scenes meant that they missed an awful lot of the crucial points the film was making elsewhere. Food, career, art, politics, to name four more. And it wasn't only how explicit the scenes were, it was how long they went on. Of course, it says more about the people who perhaps unwittingly exaggerated the length of the scenes, but some viewers were convinced they lasted 20 minutes. Each. For the record, there are four love scenes in the film. The first between Adele and her boyfriend Tomas, while the other three have Adele and Emma together. In total, they amount to less than 14 minutes, out of a three-hour movie. All of which just goes to show how cinema can completely obliterate a critic's sense of real time. Here are Exarchopoulos and Seydoux in interview with David Poland. The scenes are very explicit, but there's something that I don't really get, is that why here it's such a big deal, you know, because for example, you don't have problems to show violence, <laughs> things like that, and for me it's much more shocking than sex. So I don't really uh, maybe understand that, but in a way it was part of the story, it's part of the passion that we have together. Yeah. I think people are not used to see this but it was like just a choice about everyone and we were a world it was also in the comic books at the start even if it's a free adaptation and uh, i mean yeah it was like it's a choice to to treat this scene like the other one 
and to see the evolution of sexuality because in between these two girls it's like visceral and or organic so it was really important to sh show this not just a cute scene of sex like the real sex and yeah for her it's like drug they need each other The second complaint from many critics was that the love scenes were repetitive and that the film could have done without them. In other words, they neither developed character nor forwarded the plot. They were self-indulgent, voyeuristic, onanistic, pornographic. First things first. When Adele is in bed with her boyfriend Tomas, this is her first full sexual encounter, which means that when she makes love with Emma, she is also virginal. By necessity, the story needed to present Adele's two experiences and weigh them for comparison. Where Adele was somewhat detached from her experience with Tomas, the scene with Emma needed to portray a little bit of her trepidation and then sustained ecstasy of being with a woman. And in order to convey those differing states, Kashish needed to let the scene play a lot longer than audiences would have expected. And while that scene is much more graphic, it is because Adele's experience is much more intense. Adele and Emma's second love scene is considerably shorter, but an important point is made nonetheless. It occurs when Emma brings Adele home to meet her parents. Seeing that Emma's parents are aware that their daughter is gay and that they are loving, caring and embracing of her puts Adele at ease with only recently having discovered her own sexuality. Where in school she was teased, mocked and scorned, here she is in a safe environment. But the fourth scene takes place in Adele's parents' house and that positions it in contrast, because Adele's parents are unaware of their daughter's relationship with Emma. They assume they are simply good friends. Although Adele and Emma have been dating for almost a year, there is still an element of uncertainty as to how Adele's parents would react if they were to learn of the relationship. In other words, each love scene develops, resolves, complicates and explains the changes Adele is experiencing. Here is Exarchopoulos, we have like two cameras really close to our, to our face all yeah. the time and we have to be used to this and I like this idea because it was also a movie about skin and yeah. how much you can't cheat with your, with your face and expression. We're we gonna make improvisation, you're gonna give something from you, we're gonna play. And so it's true that yeah, you want you to put things but kind of unconsciously. He doesn't want you to think about the scene. He wants you to leave the scene, to be in the moment and in your instant. But it is one thing to afford all that time to Adele and Emma's intimacy. It is quite another as to how you present those scenes. Overall, Kashish's visual design is dominated by close-ups. So it should be clear that Kashish uses them to give us intimate access to what Adele and Emma are thinking. But to misquote Shakespeare, is there an art to find the mind's construction in the face? I ask that because, no matter how dedicated Kashish may have been in pursuing this, a major concern was that the entire story, and specifically the love scenes, were filmed from a male point of view. The women were positioned and framed so that everything could be clearly seen and what was seen was there for the edification of the straight male viewer. Would a female director have filmed it differently? Do female directors compose their images in ways that are inherently different from their male counterparts? Kashish seems to momentarily acknowledge this possibility 
by having Emma do a charcoal study of Adele as she reclines in bed. In light of that, we must also note how often Adele references Pablo Picasso, who, throughout his several artistic phases, maintained the female nude as a central subject to his work. Stepping away from Picasso, can anyone look at an image of, say, a streetscape, people talking in a car, walking through the park, at dinner, swimming in the sea, and say, yes, a man created this image, and a woman created that image, purely through composition. What I'm asking is, is language predicated by gender? Here is B. Ruby Rich, American film critic and professor emerita of film and digital media and social documentation at U.S. Santa Cruz. I'm very fascinated um, by the idea of this hot lesbian film made by a Tunisian-born French male director, Kashish, who's now in his 50s. Um, and is one of the most successful directors in France right now, based on a graphic novel by a woman uh, graphic novelist, um, who I think is also a lesbian. She's denounced the film as heteronormative porn. Um, the film's also been denounced as exploitative by Manola Dargis in the New York Times. However, almost every other critic, and certainly all the men, have been praising it. Um, and what to think? Well, you know, I am curious to see it. I understand it has a 20-minute sex scene. That's something new for us, for the girls. Um, there's always been this anxiety in the lesbian community about any representations of women explicitly having sex because of the tradition of pornography and the male fascination with seeing lesbians have sex with the idea that you're about to jump into bed and join them. What's an acceptable representation and who gets to make a queer film? The question of who represents lesbians is still touchy. Without question, it is incredibly important, both culturally and artistically, that different voices find expression and different points of view are expressed. As we transition from an age where one voice has been privileged for so long over so many others, white, male and predominantly heterosexual, it is crucial that space be secured for more voices. Voices that speak of their own experiences, in ways that are highly personal, and so profoundly incisive. Without doubt, such voices deepen our understanding of what it means to be alive. For instance, in order to glean a better understanding of genocide, it is crucial that the victims of such atrocities present their stories. Survivors of massacres in Cambodia, Rwanda and Kosovo can look to the testimonies of the Holocaust as examples of how recounting persecution can benefit descendants of survivors. But does that mean only victims or survivors can tell those stories? Extending that question and bringing it back to Kashish's film and Richard's observation, we need to ask, can a straight male direct a lesbian love scene? I can see the sensitivity of the issue, but really, if we were to follow the logic of the concern, we would have to call into question the validity of several films by Lucina Visconti. Visconti was gay, yet his 1954 melodrama Senso depicted love scenes between Alida Valley and Farley Granger. And later, his 1963 epic, The Leopard, showed Claudio Cardinale with Alain Delon. Likewise, Rich's concern would negate Gus Van Sant's Goodwill Hunting, when Minnie Driver was kissing Matt Damon, and Todd Haynes's adaptation of James M. Cain's novel, Mildred Pierce, which had Guy Pierce together with Kate Winslet. It is neither a matter of gender or orientation, but empathy. If we segregate each group so we only represent ourselves, 
we will end up scorching both the connective tissue and very function of art. An artist needs empathy in order to explore the human condition. And we need art to see empathy being communicated beyond our own immediate group. So with regard a male director having enough humanity, we need to look no further than Ingmar Bergman, who is renowned for his examination and presentation of people, women and men, in an intelligent and probing manner, successfully avoiding cliché and condescension. Similarly, Douglas Sirk, George Cukor, Yasujira Ozu, Carl Dreyer, Pavel Pavlikowski, Pedro Almodovar and yes, Woody Allen. These are male filmmakers who present women as fully rounded individuals, filled out with strengths, foibles, flaws, vulnerabilities and above all resilience. This is what makes the characters interesting. A woman who is strong and independent is a role model in real life. But in drama, it only indicates one thing, that she will succeed. In drama, succeeding is not necessarily interesting. What is interesting is the question, the conflict. It is the vulnerability that makes the characters compelling. Why? Because we see ourselves in the character. What Kashish does in Blue is the Warmest Colour is present Adele and Emma as fully rounded women. Strong, flawed, hopeful, jealous, selfish, considerate, vulnerable and above all resilient. I think in a number of years the love scenes will likely lose their potency, their shock value and instead we will focus on the other sequences in the film. Sequences that focus on class, ethnicity, education, body image, food, career, art, politics. An example of comparison would be the controversy that blew up surrounding the release in 1972 of Last Tango in Paris. When Bernardo Bertolucci's film was first viewed, almost all criticism focused solely on the explicit nature of the sex scenes between Marlon Brando and Maria Schneider. But in the four decades since then, the focus in the film has shifted to other issues such as consent, identity, solitude, existentialism, language, film language and colonialism. But where Last Time in Paris is a despairing film, cold, cruel and fatalistic, blue is the warmest colour, is humanist. As time passes and we view and review the film, our understanding of and admiration for Adele will only deepen. For me, Exarchopoulos gives one of the most indelible performances ever devoted to film. The intensity, delicacy and transparency of each moment, each gesture, each word left me in no doubt that I was experiencing something real and honest. And that is only compounded when she breaks up with Emma. The moment, or rather six and a half minutes of the argument, is catastrophic. Not only because of the physical intensity of the performances, but because we have travelled so far and in such intimate detail with Adele. We have long since passed the stage of looking at her. Through Kashish's camera, through his careful pacing of the story, our hopes and feelings have aligned with hers. We feel for Adele, and when she weeps, we weep with her. I'll leave the final words to the two lead actresses. I hope that some people maybe will be more open-minded or just recognise maybe themselves for the first love, or just be touched. It's not about a, a homosexuality, it's, it goes beyond that mm -hmm. and yeah, it will make things change, I hope. <laughs>